Hello, this is Susan Ayers, the founder of Grayscale Life Ministries. Welcome to this special uh, session or episode in memory of Gabrielle Petito and her family. This is a special session that I'm interrupting my regular podcast with because I find that Gabrielle Petito or Gabby's story is symbolic of the story of millions of women, teens, and girls in America, United States today, as well as around the world. So I'm going to use her story as a example to share the importance and the urgency of education, awareness, and action in regards to the power and control wheel versus the equality wheel in America and protecting women, teen girls, and all girls in America and around the world in regards to preventing crimes. According to U.S. laws, Department of Justice, as well as, and as you know, my background is law, I have a Juris Doctorate of Law, as well as uh, U.S. God's, God's laws, which are based on our our law system, our legal system, the laws as per the Old Testament and New Testament of the Bible or Torah in the Jewish faith. And so we need to be aware and increase increase our knowledge. And that is what I've tried to do. And that is the mission of Grayscale Life Ministries to prevent crimes like Gabby's from occurring in America. Because I'm doing this right now also Uh, And the whole mission of Grayscale Life Ministries is to help save women and teen girls and young girls, as well as their families, from violence, domestic violence, sexual abuse, human slavery, and other crimes. God doesn't want this. Let's pray. Dear Lord, please give us wisdom and strength today to see the truth of your word, the living word, the Bible, and how you sometimes we'll use unfortunate circumstances like this, lives, to alert us, to warn us, to cause us to take greater action on behalf of protecting human lives. Help us to see your truth in the story of Gabby Petito, her family, and her fiancé, how there is an urgent need to prevent domestic violence, abuse in homes between fiancés and future uh, spouses, like Gabby and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, who is still unfound. Please help the authorities find him and bring him or the appropriate person to justice. Lord, we pray that you protect Gabby right now, who is in heaven with you, I believe, and safely comforted by your holy love and, and spirit. In your, She is in your arms. I'm looking at her picture right now. Dear Lord, please protect her, as well as all the women and teen girls and girls in America and around the world. Please protect their families. Please help their families in their grief and their sorrow and their anxiety. And many people who are seeing this story that's attained a lot of internet and national as well as global coverage right now. You are telling us something right now. You're giving us signs, just like you do with COVID-19 and pandemic right now. You're giving us signs about the 
urgency of action awareness of unhealthy power and control as per the power and control wheel, I believe, the Duluth model used by the Department of Justice in the United States as well as many other agencies, and which is on Grayscale Life Ministries website, grayscale.com. Please, Lord, help these people listening right now and to spread the word about the importance of the awareness, how emotional, mental, and physical abuse, and sometimes which leads to death like this one right now, has to be stopped today and give us all the courage to take action to protect human lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to just read throughout the brief article from the New York Times, a timeline of the search for Gabrielle Petito and Brian Laundrie, as well as uh, more research, of course, will be discovered, more history of their family, whether they were Christian or not. It does appear like they were Christian, I suspect, as well, quote, Christian. Um, so many Christian families in America are not they do not understand the dynamics and relationships between all people in regards to the power and control wheel and unhealthy behavior. They don't understand, in my opinion, what is illegal and what is not illegal and what can cause illegal activity like deaths of Gabby and other millions of people around the world, girls, teens, and women. So um, the New York Times article today states believe it's today, remains believed to be Miss Petito, 22, were found in Wyoming. She had traveled in national parks with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, and their social media accounts provide a glimpse into their trip. She was reported missing on September 11th after she did not return from a month-long cross-country trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie. The FBI announced on September 19th that remains found in a national park in Wyoming were believed to be Miss Petito. The authorities were searching for Mr. Laundrie, who himself disappeared after returning to his home in Florida alone. Here is a timeline of the case. The couple left New York for what was supposed to be a four-month cross-country trip, visiting and camping in national parks, said Miss Petito's stepfather, Jim Schmidt. They documented their travels on their Instagram accounts and on YouTube. August 12th, Miss Petito published a photograph of herself on Instagram, sitting under an arc in Utah at the National Park, Arches National Park. The same day she posted a picture, the police in Moab, Utah, responded to a report by her of a domestic problem, quote, I alert you to those words, domestic problem, after Mr. Laundrie had some sort of argument with Miss Petito, according to a police report. Mr. Laundrie and Miss Petito told the police that they were in love, engaged to be married, and, quote, desperately didn't wish to see anyone charged with a crime. According to the police report, Mr. Laundrie told an officer that, quote, issues between the two had been building over the last few days. The couple published an eight-minute video on YouTube, August 19, titled Van Life, Beginning Our Van Life Journey. It showed them kissing, scaling rocks, and laughing about how the sun in Utah had melted the chocolate in Mr. Laundrie's granola. I love the van, Miss Petito said, smiling at Mr. Laundrie. About August 23rd to August 24th, Mr. Schmidt said he's and Miss Petito's mother, Nicole Schmidt, last spoke to Miss Petito on FaceTime call about this time. And it goes on. Um, here's my... Miss Petito's family reported her missing, the Northport, Florida Police Department said. Now, this is, this is very disturbing, uh, 
and, and it, to me, I, in my view, and I'm going to do a brief analysis of this, I'm in a restaurant and making a lot of noise here, I just want to point out how this, to me, is a classic case of domestic violence and the need, and it shows the increased need for authorities, police, sheriffs, who are wonderful, who are honorable, who I respect. However, there needs to be more education because according to a police report also that I read uh, in this article as well as others, that they they saw the domestic violence, various different park officials and others. She called 911. Another person, another uh, person walking put in a call to 911 seeing domestic violence. And so apparently some of the officers or some park officials or other governmental related agencies appears did separate them for one evening. But this obviously was not enough, was it? She became, she disappeared and she's now dead. They found her human remains September 19th, uh, which are believed to belong to Gabby Petito in the National Forest in Wyoming, the FBI said. An agent said that the remains were consistent with the description of her, and uh, the full forensic report will be done. They had searched in this 24,000-plus acre park in Sarasota County, also called the Carrollton Reserve, and the police in Northport, Florida, said their search had ended with nothing to report. So it appears they have found her remains as of today at this episode in this podcast. Now, right away when I saw this and I read more details about it, as I said, they were probably Christian. It looks like that. This kind of thing happens every day in every, in so many millions of homes across America, Christian homes included, Jewish, all different faiths. It is tragic. And in this case, it, the end is, was death, was a death. But very often it doesn't amount to death. Very often it does result in death. So we need to take action here. And that was one of the missions. This is primarily the the real mission, main mission, why I founded Grayscale Life Ministries for this exact thing, to to try to prevent crimes like the one inflicted on Gabby Petito, as well as her half-family. When we read this, it, it also gives us great pain, doesn't it, you and I? And sadness and grief to see people suffering and we see it happening on different levels all over we have there's indications on Facebook Instagram social media as there were here on their Instagram account when they would travel and in their in I bet in the homes of Gabby Petito in her original family home and in the family home that she lived with her fiance with his parents apparently according to the reports and news. I want to go over the power and control wheel because I want this is a classic case. I'm I'm pretty pretty uh, sure about that. I would bet my bet money on it. Uh, how about you? Uh, that the relationship between Gabby and her fiance as well as who they're still searching for as of today I have not found him. He's hiding, he's not cooperating. I bet that he has had used, before her death, the following behavior, actions, unhealthy actions, emotional, mental, and physical abuse on her. And according to the news, it was reported as well and seen uh, 
by various individuals, and it probably was seen by Gabby's own family, or she had they had uh, hints of it, warning signs, as well as in the home of her fiance, who they're still searching for, who is a suspect, of course, in her death and her murder. Here, the first in the power and control wheel, which you can refer to on the DuluthModel.org, the Duluth, D-U-L-U-T-H, model.org, is where it originated on from. A wonderful group of individuals. Uh, the power and control course is used in contrast to the equality wheel, which is on the same website. It's also referred to by the U.S. Department of Justice and many agencies, including hotlines, which are mandated by the United States Department of Justice. It's also um, shown on, our link is shown on grayscale.com, the website of Grayscale Life Ministries for Women and Teen Girls, which uh, myself and a team put on for your reference. I Please, I, I hope and pray that you share this information, you share the story of Gabby in with the spectacles, shall we say, the view of the power and control wheel versus the equality wheel because I believe as I said in the prayer that God is alerting us that we need to take more action awareness educate others educate ourselves analyze and test our relationships there's a test your relationships link on grayscale.com that you and other friends and family members can refer to we all need to stay alert Satan is lurking among all families, all couples, including Satan was uh, lurking and controlled Gabby and her fiancé, resulting in her death. Their relationship was had signs, I'm sure, warning signs, as per the power and control wheel, which I have continually and will continue to alert you to and to protect yourself against this type of behavior. By distancing yourself, it's temporarily or permanently. It should have been permanently in regards to Gabby. And unfortunately, she did not um, separate herself from her fiancé, his behavior, and resulting in her death. I'm, I also want to alert you that I'm not blaming her family. I'm not blaming his family. But it would not surprise me, shall we say, if Gabby's own parents and or family members exhibited power and control behavior as well unhealthy physical violence, mental, emotional, and psychological uh, power and control tactics or behavior as well as the fiancés who's now going to be probably charged with Gabby's death. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if his parents exhibited dangerous, unlove, unhealthy power and control behavior tactics such as emotional mental and physical abuse. That's where he probably learned it. That's where she might have learned it. And then they tried, they perhaps unknowingly and so sadly and gravely didn't understand how Satan works through these tactics and these behaviors for destruction of human beings such as Gabby and millions of people, women, teen girls, boys, and men. First, power and control behavior is using intimidation. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Gabby herself, even, that's where she learns it, perhaps in her own home or with her fiancé, and her fiancé learned intimidating behavior. Her fiancé, let's just use her fiancé, 
as an example. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he made her afraid by using looks, actions, gestures, smashing things, destroying her property, abusing her pets, perhaps displaying weapons. The most common, of course, is making tactics used, subtle and not so subtle tactics used by people are when they try to make you and I or other people feel afraid by using looks, actions, and gestures. Second, behavior is using emotional abuse. It wouldn't surprise me at all, and I hope it wouldn't at all for you, if we found out later through the study now of this case by civil and criminal authorities and other analysis, psychologists, psychiatrists. Of course, this is not legal or psychology advice or any other kind of advice. It wouldn't surprise me at all, though, if he was had been using emotional abuse as per the power and control wheel which you can refer to as I talked about on the internet easily by your phone or desktop or tablet he probably put her down he probably made her feel bad about herself he called probably called her names probably tried to make her feel she's crazy over emotionally um, um, overly emotional uh, you know, drama queen, whatever, he probably played mind games. He probably tried to humiliate or did humiliate her. He tried to make her feel guilty, most likely. I.e., this uh, heading is using emotional abuse. The third is using isolation. Well, just the fact that somebody, either one or both of them, had the idea of going on these road trips, that was definitely isolating, wasn't it? Gabby was isolated from her family uh, and on her friends to do these road trips and then post these pictures on social media. I understand she was somewhat of an influencer. She definitely was isolated, okay? And uh, he perhaps uh, used that for unhealthy power control over her. Using isolation is the next category on the power control wheel. He most likely, it wouldn't surprise me at all, if her fiancé, and I'm not going to even say his name, tried to control what she does, who she sees, tried to control who she talks to, what she reads, where she goes, limiting her outside involvement, using jealousy to justify actions. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Gabby's fiancé, who now is being uh, the FBI and police and other many millions of people around the United States are trying to give clues to where he is and why he's hiding. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he inflicted these tactics on her and it ultimately resulted in her death as we mourn today. The fourth category is minimizing, denying, and blaming. Blaming. Wouldn't surprise me at all and I hope it wouldn't for you either now becoming more educated that he probably made light of the abuse and did not take her concerns about it seriously. He probably didn't made her feel like her feelings were not legitimate or valid, probably said or denied that the abuse happened. In fact, uh, I did read one newspaper that it said that the police, when questioning him, said, well, we're just, we're just tired of being in this van a lot, and he undermined the seriousness of the abuse that was going on. Um, that she called about, she was crying, she was very upset, she could not be allayed her her feelings she was so distraught and anxiety ridden apparently according to reports police reports when they originally found them and then another person called 911 so but he uh, the fiance again I'm not going to say his name he uh, 
was uh, diminishing the concern. He tried to deny that anything serious happened to the police, apparently, and so on. So this is typical. And making light of the abuse, not taking it seriously, saying the abuse didn't happen, shifting responsibility for abusive behavior, perhaps even blamed her for slapping him or something if they if they did have some kind of interaction like that where she tried to fight back and also saying she caused it. He Maybe he even did that as well. This will all come out and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he tried to blame her uh, for the domestic violence going on between their relationship and the toxic behavior as per the power and control wheel. The park ranger, I believe, he warned her, he tried to warn her that it was a toxic relationship. He questioned her whether he she wanted to get out of it. And I think another woman also tried to uh, warn her and, uh, and she did not listen, obviously. She did not see the seriousness. This is why I'm talking right now. I formed, you know, founded Grace Sky Life Ministries. Women, teen girls like Gabby, you and I, we all need to be alert to unhealthy behavior where Satan darkness lurks and God is not able to protect you and I. We have to take action to protect ourselves, to protect our friends, to protect our family members and people. We need to stop this type of violence in the United States and you have the power to do that. You, by listening to this right now, you are a woman or teen girl or girl warrior okay so you can be a leader in your neighborhood in your home in your community by learning by sharing this information the next category is using children they did not have any children in this case they were engaged uh, Gabby Petito and her fiance they had not yet had any children uh, but he perhaps uh, he made her try to feel guilty about other things or if they had been gotten if they had gotten married ultimately and she had not died before they planned to get married apparently they were engaged he probably would have used those tactics about making her feel guilty about the children using the children to relay messages using visitation to harass her if they separated later if she tried to get away temporarily or permanently from the domestic violence in their relationship and would probably threaten to take the children away that's common tactics by men uh, who who are, are batterers. They're called batterers, okay? And they themselves very frequently don't realize that their behavior is what? Illegal, okay? They justify it under the Christian Bible even. They even use the Christian um, principles of submission and so on to justify their mental, emotional abuse, battering, put-downs, name-calling, I want to repeat this too. Right now, I'm going to stop for a moment and go to the emergency links for women and girls in the United States, grayscale.com, link, emergency links. Fact, the United States Department of Justice states that domestic violence is against the law. Examples of domestic violence that are against the law include, remember this please, any, any kind of touching, hitting, punching, kicking, pulling hair, pinching, spitting, violent physical acts, and more, which are not wanted by a person, a woman, teen, or girl, and against her will. You can find this again on emergency links for women and girls, USA, grayscale.com. 
fact, the United States Department of Justice states that sexual assault is against the law. Examples of sexual assault that are against the law include any kind of touching which is not wanted by a woman, teen, or girl. Physical actions which are sexual and against her will. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he tried to use sexual assault, sexual abusive techniques against Gabby. Okay? We probably will find out later. Perhaps or not. But it wouldn't surprise me at all. Back to the power and control wheel. Using male privilege. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he, uh, her fiancé, Gabby's fiancé, used male privilege, treating her like a servant, making all the big decisions, acting like the master of the castle, being the one to define men's and women's roles. Next category is using economic abuse. It wouldn't surprise me at all if her fiancé, Gabby Petito's fiancé, used economic abuse, preventing her from getting or keeping a job, outside of her van, their travels, making her ask for money from him, giving her an allowance, taking her money, not letting her know about or have access to their uh, income as a couple. They were engaged, and apparently they were living with his parents. Using coercion and threats is the last category. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Gabby's fiancé, in their destructive, toxic relationship apparently, as more research uh, is, is revealed and evidence and facts, we'll find out more about this, of course. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if he used coercion and threats against Gabby Petito, making her and or carrying out threats to do something to hurt her, threatening to leave her, to commit suicide, to report her to welfare, making her drop charges. He definitely tried to do that. He tried to minimize charges uh, when she called for help. Uh, domestic violence, she said, was, or I think someone said, was occurring. She was d very uh, dis distraught, unhappy, crying, couldn't be allayed. And uh, by the people with her, they was trying to comfort her crying and her, her upset feelings. Something serious was going on, right, between her and her fiancé, who's disappeared, and the police and FBI are trying to find him. And making her do illegal things. That would not surprise me at all if he made her do illegal things. So this is all I'm reading basically from the Power and Control Wheel. Power and Control PDF from the DuluthModel.org and the emergency links and test your relationship links on grayscale.com as well as numerous hotlines. I worked on a domestic abuse hotline for women and girls when I was in law school. And um, I have seen it, as many of you know, my own blood brother has committed domestic violence with at least two women who reached out to me in that regard. He's committed sexual abuse and so on, and um, elder abuse also against uh, various parties, including my own blood mother. And she has committed crimes and enabled him financially. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm bringing this up because uh, not only to share my personal story briefly, which I will go into more during different podcasts. I hope you join every week on Sundays to help you gain strength through God, his strength and hope, courage and faith. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Gabby's parents, as well as uh, this fiance's parents or other family members exhibited this unhealthy power and control behavior, subtle and not so subtle, in their homes. And that's where this couple learned it, 
Um, so there's also so much violence in the media and elsewhere, but most of the time, that I, through my research of thousands of pages, my education, my training, as well as in law school and when I worked in the hotline, that most of this behavior is learned in the home. So that is why I suspect that both the Petitos family in their own home where Gabby grew up, as well as the home of her fiance, Mr. Laundry will call, Laundry will call him, his own family where they were living, apparently while they were engaged, they probably excused or, or ignored or uh, tried to hide their own domestic violence, unhealthy parent control behavior. This is where this couple, this, this couple learned the behavior and unfortunately no one was there to stop it and resulting in Gabby's death. I pray that justice is served and this Brian Laundry, her fiance, is found and brought to justice if he is indeed guilty as most people believe. He is hiding and at this time the police and FBI cannot find him. Let's close in prayer. I'm looking at dear Gabby's picture, Gabrielle Petito, who symbolizes, as I said, millions, millions of young women. She was 22. Younger women, girls, older women of all ages and seasons that are undergoing, as we speak, or as we talk together in this podcast and are brought together through the Holy Spirit as we are every Sunday. Dear listeners, precious women, teen girls, girls, and others, family members, if you're listening, we all need to work together in unity to stop this violence and to catch unhealthy parent control behavior early on when it's in words and actions and looks and gestures. We need to stop it because otherwise it's like a flicker of of a little a little match that lights in a forest in California, for example, and it catches fire, right? And it destroys the entire forest. That is what is happening. That is what happened here with Gabby Petito, her family, Brian Laundry, her fiance, who suspected of murder, and as well as his family and others. This is happening all over. So we need to work together. Let's close in prayer. Please share this podcast. Please educate. Please share grayscale.com and the free resources, as well as the other episodes in this podcast, including part one to four that I did in the past, which was on uh, relationship warning signs of unhealthy power and control in relationships, both intimate relationships and family relationships, and then comparing it and contrasting it to the equality wheel. We all need to seek equality, mutual respect for each other, uh, compassion. Because when there's compassion, studies have been done, the batterers, when they learn how to be compassionate for human beings such as Gabby, I suspect Brian Laundrie did not have much compassion, really, in the end, as well as other family members. Otherwise, she wouldn't be dead today, Gabby Petito, as well as many millions of women and teen girls and girls. So we need to work together, dear Lord. Please help these women, these listeners, these girls, these teens that are listening right now. Please help and give them courage right now. Give Gabby comfort, strength, and uh, please be with her. 
We believe she's in heaven. We believe, I believe she's probably Christian looking at her picture. She looks like some of my family members and even one of my daughters. So this, this story really touches my heart as well as so many millions of people in the United States and around the world. The story of this couple we've seen so many times too, this unfortunate story of domestic violence, abuse, battering, whether it be emotional, mental, and physical, Lord. Please help all of us, families, whether they be Christian, rich or poor. This happens in all levels of society, Lord. We know that. And we need your courage and strength to stop this. We need people to not be ashamed anymore and to tell it like it is. Like I'm trying to do right now in this Christian Real Talk for Women and Teen Girls. Please, Lord, give these women, these listeners, the voice, the strength to be leaders in their own homes. To temporarily, if they're in a painful situation right now, like Gabby was going through with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, and what she had experienced perhaps in her own home growing up as well as in his home with his parents. Please, Lord, if some of the listeners right now are going through domestic violence, emotional, mental, physical abuse, please give them the strength to, to temporarily leave, temporarily leave and seek the resources and to seek guidance of other family members or coworkers that they can trust and maybe take a vacation, a, a brief stay away from that person so that perhaps that person you can work on their conscience. You can work miracles, Lord. We believe in you, Lord. We believe that these young men like Brian Laundry, who were abusing women like Gabby and others, we believe that they can be helped, but it needs. we need your help, Lord. This is serious. It's getting more serious as there's a growing number of white Christian women and men, but to particularly men and of course, of all races, black, uh, Asian, Hispanic, there's no prejudice when it comes to domestic violence, is there, Lord? We need your help. But there's a growing number of white, angry Christian men in the United States right now uh, because of certain individuals who gain leadership, and they're growing angry. They are furious because of their uh, lack of power, there's many of them suffer from financial hardship and they also suffer from they do not feel good about themselves they lack in self-confidence it wouldn't surprise me at all lord as you know brian laundry may have been lacking in self-confidence he may not have felt good about himself at all and or very little and that's why he sought to take it out on gabby and, and resulting in her death her tragic death lord Please be with their family, their friends. Please comfort all people who see the story of Gabby Petito as symbolic as I do of what's going on in the United States all over in millions of homes today, including white Christian homes like theirs and where they are ignoring the signs, the, the warning signs in relationship. They're not catching it early enough. They're not stopping it. They're not separating, and they're not getting help. Brian Laundrie needed and needs professional help and justice by you, Lord. But he needed professional help and guidance and counseling, and that needs to come 
in my belief, through churches, through synagogues, through other religious organizations, nonprofits, as it is being done, but it needs to be done more, more awareness. And that's, please give me the strength and courage. And please speak through me, Lord, right now. I'm asking you, I I pray to God that you are speaking through me right now and you are conveying your powerful message through me, Lord, as a vehicle of your word, your holy word, Lord, to, to, to give these women and listeners and men and boys and teens, girls, whoever's listening, the strength to share this message and to stop the violence early so it doesn't result in more grave violence like the death of Gabby Petito. A simple story of what's going on, the tragic circumstances of domestic violence, sexual abuse, and other crimes that are occurring in our society too often. Please, Lord, help us stop this. It's a disease, it's a crime, and it's, it's, it's occurring in millions of homes, rich and poor of the highest level, billionaires' homes, as well as the poorest homes who are in poverty. Please help all homes and all families right now. Stop this violence. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope to see you on Sunday for the next podcast. That will be part two of the series that I just started, the new series on how to be a successful warrior. And it's definitely appropriate. We need to be warriors against violence, against domestic violence, sexual abuse, all kinds of unhealthy harm control in our society, which results in crimes. I hope to see you uh, for the podcast on Sunday, which is how to be a successful warrior in life with God. Prayers and hugs always. This is a serious podcast, so I'm, there are no jokes this time. But for my Sunday podcast, I try to lighten the mood with a few jokes and a few funny stories, too, in the beginning. And then we get down to serious learning to become the people, the women, the teen girls, the girls, the men, the boys, families that we, that God intends us to be and that we deserve to be healthy, happy, filled with love and peace, tranquility, and hope. See you next week, Sunday.